0: Here's what I'm saying about the education system. And the problem is, yes, they teach too many abstract things and not enough practical. But if we're going to teach abstract, at least have somebody graduate knowing it. My point is, you know how many people graduate and can't read one book? How do you graduate? All right, welcome to today's episode. Ty Lopez show, radio program. We're talking about what could be the most... Important thing you've heard in a long time. Most important day of your life might be today because we're talking about making millions whether you're age 21 or you're age, I don't know, 75, if you can figure out a podcast at 75. Um, so we got Juan He's 21, his business partner, Samir, they've already made about 600 grand this year online. We have my business partner, Alex Mayer here. His company has now made $1 billion over the last year since he started, not bad, billion. And we have the real Brad Lee, and he's talking on all kinds of stuff, including how he helps businesses, how he helps entrepreneurs make an extra $1 to $5 million a month. A month. It's good money. You can buy a few Lamborghinis for that. So uh, we're going to just be kind of riffing here for this hour, power hour, I'm calling it. I don't know why I'm calling it that, but. Just came to mind because I thought it was a powerful room of people with the wide diverse wide diversity I'll be talking about my stuff, and if you' happen to have heard this live, I'm giving away stuff and live on Instagram, Twitter, snap, and facebook or YouTube and Facebook. Here's my question for you maybe Alex knows, and I'm gonna double check so I have the exact date here what date? business question talking about making millions for a 100 bucks did google start what day did google day or year i'll take the year what day or year 99 incorrect 99 incorrect there we go that's the first one i saw here on youtube it was seven error is the username. 1998. It was technically September 4th, 1998. One of the biggest companies in history was formed. They didn't just make millions. They've made billions. They'll probably go on to make trillions. Well, I mean, they will make trillions. It's a good number. A trillion is a thousand billion or millions of millions. That was pretty good. Imagine walking into your or logging into your bank account on your phone and you see one trillion dollars you'd see a million million just to put that in perspective how much money is floating out in the world you have a million bucks right now let's just say i wired you one million dollars okay and you had a homeless guy walk by you is there a chance you would give him a dollar sure Yeah. yeah a dollar you wouldn't even notice it right so if you have a trillion dollars you could give somebody a million bucks and actually not realize that it happened. And I'm waiting for but the. But as first soon as
1: you did, you wouldn't be a trillionaire anymore. Yeah, because, <laughs> but the interest
0: would quickly replenish True. the account. If you just a good number for everybody to know, I come from a finance background. You can conservatively take three to five percent of money as interest for the rest of your life and never touch the amount. So if you had one trillion dollars. Just to put this in perspective, what is 3% of 1 trillion? Alex?
2: Uh, 30 million. 300 million. 300, no, 30, 30 million. Uh, no? So 30 billion. 30 billion. Okay, so it's trillion, easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. A trillion be, is 1,000 yeah, billion.
0: 1,000 billion.
2: Yeah, <laughs> 30, billion. Billion. 30, 30 billion. 30 billion. Okay,
0: so you could pull out about 2.5 billion per month for the rest of your life as interest. And never touch the principal. So what would you do if you had th- $2.5 billion dollars per month? So we divide that by 30 days, roughly. Let's say $3 billion divided by 30. So you'd roughly have uh, to spend, what is it, 30? $30, uh, 30
2: billion a year is like.
0: No, no, no. 30 billion, uh, $3 billion a month divided by 30.
2: Yes. So that is 300 million a, day. a day. No, it's, a billion. it's 100, $100 million dollars a day. A day.
0: Believe, Believe that it or not, Alex five. was number two in the world in the physics competition, but his math is a little rusty today. But I'm, I'm going to give him I'm a pass. We were up till okay. six in the morning. I had, uh, I had 33 of the biggest cryptocurrency guys, venture capitalists, here at my house yesterday, and we were brainstorming ideas, ICOs. We we're talking about Bitcoin. You put 100 bucks in Bitcoin in 2010, you have 75 million bucks today. You put a thousand dollars in Bitcoin, you're seven hundred. You're almost a billionaire if you had put it in in 2010. So. Imagine going back to this question, you have to spend a hundred million dollars a day four million dollars an hour four million an hour. No that's if you're awake all you're not <laughs> awake the whole time, so divided by so let's six say, million six T, you six, have to spend yeah. six million bucks an hour. There was a movie. What was that movie years ago? Was it Richard Pryor? Brewster's, Brewster's Millions He had to spend what was it a million dollars back then it was not such a big number. Just think about where the world is at, man. People making money, people having to spell spend now, nobody's a trillionaire yet, but they project probably Mark Zuckerberg will be the first trillionaire because he's young enough. He's already worth what fifty? Fifty Bill? Something like that. Forty or fifty. Oh Alex corrected me. He's worth a measly forty billion. (laughs) At is he thirty now? I think he's thirty. Now, what does this have to do with us? Let's talk about what this has to do with you. And the reason I gave this little spiel on what it would be like is because the first step, I'm going to give you guys a series of steps. Bradley's going to add steps. Alex's going to add steps. Samir, Juan, everybody's going to add steps. And my first practical step for you, even though this is a mental step, is you have to see possibilities before you pursue possibilities. And a lot of people don't see any way out in their life. If you don't see a way out, I promise you this, you're going to have a shitty life for the rest of your life. So for those of you who are complete pessimists, you will create the ultimate self-fulfilling prophecy and you will do nothing. It's kind of like if somebody thinks they can never lose weight, you think they're going to magically lose weight. I mean, somebody who's like, I'm sure I'll always be fat. Has there ever been a time somebody who was sure they're going to be fat didn't stay fat? I mean, why would you go to the gym if you're sure you're going to always be fat? So some of you, when you don't want to be an... Now, some of you are too optimistic. There's fat people out there or obese people who think they can keep eating the way that they're eating now and become skinny, and they're overly optimistic. Scientists call this reaching. That's the technical definition, reaching. And it's been proven people who overreach, uh, they do not succeed. But then there's other people who underreach. About 90% of the world only operates at 10% of their potential. Maybe 5%. So somebody said stop with the pen.
1: So that's been my problem. I've been overreaching all this time.
0: You've been overreaching? Damn. Hey, to, to successfully calibrate yourself is very difficult. Some of you have calibration problems. You calibrate yourself as much greater than you are. You think that you're so much more successful or will be successful. And there's some of you who are like Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. You know, whiny bitches. My mom walked
1: in on me calibrating one
0: time. Your mom walked in on you calibrating, Zach? That's traumatic to even picture. But um, okay, so that's my practical (laughs) tip. Thanks for sharing. Nothing happens unless you actually at some point, think it's doable. If you don't think it's doable to ever start your own business, you'll never have your own business. You will be either a salary slave. Uh, There's nothing wrong with having a job if you enjoy it, but if you hate your job and you're convinced there's nothing better for you, well, get ready for a shitty life, and some of you are going to have it. I promise. But a few of you, people who listen to what we're going to talk about today, will realize the opportunities. So I want each of you, we're going to go around here, and what – if you had to leave a manual for your kids or for your friends, you're going to die today. You're diagnosed with a rare disease. What's the one thing? You only got time to write one, one sentence, one paragraph. The key to making millions, specifically around finance. Remember, there's a lot of things you need to live a good life. It's not just money, but the good thing about money is easy to keep score of. Like happiness is a little bit, It's the goal of life is to be happy, but it's a little bit hard to measure Right, You can't exactly always measure when you're happy, and sometimes you're unhappy because you did something idiotic, so we're using money as one measurement of life. It's only one of four. What would you say, Brad, you help businesses make an extra five million dollars a month using software, using techniques that you've developed what what have you seen? You got this last day on earth, you're leaving it? Do you have kids? Yeah, okay. You got to leave load. it to your kids. Shitload of them. Six. Shit load.
1: Six. Six. I'm the 71-year-old here, bro. That's still good. 71 still popping out, kids? 71 still still getting it done. I, don't you ca- I, 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 I ain't calibrating, bro. You're not calibrating? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm putting it in. He's fertile, somebody said. <laughs> you know, you know my, my mine would be like... Pull real close to you. Or real talk close. real close. How yeah. you doing? How you doing? I'm like a Barry White. So... Realistically, I would tell my kids to see risk as opportunity because a lot of people get afraid of risk and I don't know why, because usually it's opportunity. So I'd reverse that. Don't look at risk as risk. Look at it as opportunity. Secondly, I'd say learn to sell. And then thirdly, I'd say, look, you know, let's face it, people judge you, man. Get your damn teeth fixed. Like, look around in a mirror and and make yourself as best as you can be, because when you walk up
0: You're talking about how you look, your you first look, impression how
1: you smell. Exactly. I mean, look, face it, people judge people, don't they? Right. I mean, let's let's tell the truth. Yeah. People judge people and some people are walking around and they don't realize they got stinky breath. They got, you know, they they Quick just check. they don't look right right? They don't look right. They don't, they don't smell right. And and that's going to hurt your success, whether you think so or not. So if you have a company and you got a, you know, a pack full of, you know, less than, I I wouldn't say perfect, but you know, check yourself. That's what I'd say. I'd say, keep yourself straight. Physical appearance.
0: You got one chance to make a first impression. That's right. That's right. You, You keep it very simple for me. I like, to, I like to say, get your teeth fixed, dog. Get your teeth <laughs> fixed. All right. Alex, you built businesses that have just now passed $1 billion in online sales. You have the number four app of all time to make money on the Apple store, right? Are you number four? Number no. no. four. 2014, though. In 2014, That's, it was number yeah. four. What we one don't one know.
2: It? Huh? It's called Zeusk. Zeus. Zoosk. 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 Yeah. It's oh, it a dating app.
0: It. One of the top three dating sites. Okay. Alex what you got one day Alex never wants to have kids so if you wanted to leave (laughs) me as your business partner Emmanuel your last day for the power is a power hour of conversation what's a powerful practical thing people anybody listening can put in uh, in practice
2: Uh, always change things up that's what I would say meaning don't get stuck in your own ways be flexible be open Look around you, learn from what you're seeing, and make changes at all times. So, be a learning
0: machine. Do you exactly. think most people, they're on stuck. a one to a hundred, mm-hmm. a hundred being horribly stubborn, mm-hmm. one being like Bruce Lee, like you're saying, like right exactly like, like water. Bruce Lee? Yeah. What do you think most people are on one to 100? They're
2: yeah. 10. No, no, 100's so, bad. Oh, then they're 90. <laughs> most people are so you think most
0: people are 90% incorrect. You in didn't actually look
2: look at people. Most people do not change at all. They don't change their ways at all. They just don't don't change anything in their lives like after their 20s. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I think that's, the biggest
1: that's, that's the advice they're getting, right?
2: Yeah, because they say actually the worst advice people get is be who you are. Right. And I hate that. I say no, try to be better than who you are you right. know and then the the day after try to be even better so i mean
0: why would you even say you know be who you are yeah. so that's good most people are not let's just do a show of hands virtually through the instagram live and youtube what do you think you are 100 is the worst you're so stubborn you see opportunities you miss netflix you could have made the next uh snapchat you missed it you were too stubborn or maybe afraid. Who? What's your rating? Your self-assessment. We have somebody saying a 20. 70. All right. We got some honest people. 30, 75, 90. By the way, if you want to try something cool, um, tylopezcom slash full quiz. I've created an online quiz. It's absolutely free. tylopezcom slash full quiz. F-U-L-L quiz. Like not a half of a quiz, but a full quiz. Type that in. I've got an actual scientific way of assessing 1 to 100 how stubborn you are. It's called the Hexaco score, and it basically one of those things is called flexibility. So go take it. Hopefully, most of you score well on that. TaiLopez.com slash full quiz. I don't charge any money or anything like that. Not yet. Soon I will. Samir, you're making, you and Juan started a company. You make, made over $600,000 this year. And you're, only, you're 21 and 22. What's the number one thing, if you were going to have to leave something to Juan, most important thing you can think of to make millions? You're on your way to making your first million with your business.
3: Yeah. Um, honestly, I mean, this is something we got from you. And I never heard of it before. I mean, I've heard of, like, sales persuasion. But I would say the 25 cognitive biases, if it was to my kids. Okay. So
0: understand the twenty-five cognitive biases. Yeah,
3: I I would say more than just understand. Honestly, I would say like make it a part of who you are. You know,
0: which of the twenty-five cognitive biases do you use the most in your marketing?
3: I would say social bias is huge. Social Social proof. Yeah, social proof. Yep. Um, Scarcity for sure. I would say uh, obviously reward pain bias. Yep. That one's huge.
0: So understand psychology is the yeah, core. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. At the end of the day, it's like you either understand your own psychology and everybody else's psychology, and you can work with it, right, right. to sell them whatever it is you want to sell, right? Um, or it's gonna work against you. You know, when we when we were doing door to door sales, we did it for like two and a half years. That's mm-hmm. one. Um, that's when, that's when uh, beforehand we were just learned, you know, regular like sales and uh, persuasion books and whatnot. But then once we understood like just telling someone hey we can only do two more houses on this street right it literally makes people like hey uh, you know he might be joking he might be lying but like
0: so it basically creating urgency by telling people the truth that you're not going to do infinite amount of this i mean you have to have you see you know who does this really well you go to amazon i mean people amazon is such tricky bastards because what they do when you're buying a book or you're buying a salt shaker or whatever it says like two in stock but then it says below it in fine print more coming soon so they're basically saying it's urgent but it's not urgent and just the fact that it says two left a percentage of people it doesn't work on everybody but understanding the 25 psychological biases of the brain that cause people to make misjudgments people go amazon only has two salt shakers like who actually believes amazon is running out of salt shakers this is, they have warehouses that are the size of fucking Rhode Island. Yeah. They're, 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 fine on salt shakers. That's
3: actually, so when we first started our like e-commerce store, we literally just whooped out like Amazon. Yeah. Um, and then we had like a list of 25 cognitive biases. Yep. And then we would just go down the list and like try right. to make sure if we have. Everything was there. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And that's what most people never do. They just use like a template. Yeah. And they assume that the template, you know, they'll put all their faith in the template, you know? right um, but yeah that's definitely what I would tell my kids learn that for sure because even as technology progresses and whatnot like the misjudgments are always going to be there you know
0: by the way for those of you watching live I'm going to give this laptop away at the end to somebody who's been listening and remembers the question who wants this brand new MacBook Air okay Juan you're up Juan is the youngest person here 21 years old on his way him and Samir, first business make a million dollars. I always call him Jesus, and he 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 doesn't like that. But I'm like, dude, you're named after a god.
4: Uh, I would or say a god. Some if I was gonna leave a message, a hey god. If I was gonna leave a message to either a business partner or one of my kids, I would say it would be the importance of the of being able to adapt. That's something that we also learned um, in any in any um, business venture that we were in, whether it was door to door sales or e commerce. The, the, because we were able to adapt so quickly to, quickly to any situation, uh, made it a lot easier for us to get success. So in door-to-door sales, uh, we would have different things happen. Like one time the cops got called on us. So the cops got called, but because we were able to um, speak to the police and you know, overcome all them not wanting us in their neighborhood, and we were able to speak to them nicely and persuade them to let us stay there, we were able to still keep working and you know, still make sales in that same area. Did you
0: sell the cops? We didn't. We tried. That would have been bad. We tried. What were you
4: selling door to door? Solar. Yeah. Solar. Solar. Yeah. So you're would.
0: like, dude, this cop car could be run by solar power. That would be badass. Your tasers. Are tasers solar powered? I feel like they should be. Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. That's too no. powerful. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <It would> take, <laughs> You'd be killing people. Away. Would die. We used to
3: have competitions though. Sometimes we would have competitions between like our sales team on who would get the cops called first. So like. He who was it the- correlated
0: to making money like
3: yeah, yeah like we would just go like berserk on like in a neighborhood you know It'd be like like we'll hard close you know yeah. so hard at you know whenever we get a chance to that. sometimes people feel like so uncomfortable, you know, they just like, <laughs> call the cops.
0: I got to hear, what is the sales script that causes people to call the cops? <laughs> like, what were you saying? Like, were you this is just going to take Wait, me. I yeah. know what they were doing. Have you guys ever seen Borat when he goes, uh, one of the Borats, he goes with the, um, he goes with this guy running for Congress in Mississippi, and he goes door to door with the guy, and the guy's trying to get votes, and um, he, he goes to this one lady, he's like, Borat's like, vote. Will you vote for my friends? And the lady's like, well, I'll think about it. And he's like, I will not leave until you swear on the eyes of your children. (laughs) And he goes, but if you don't vote for him, he will take power. So sometimes if you are selling so hardcore and you're making people swear on the eyes of their children that they'll buy your product, you might get the police, but you might be making millions too. Or that's the underline. I don't know that I recommend exactly having a goal of having the cops called on you, but it is an interesting, you know, Bill Gates, when they were on their way to make it, he was a billionaire by the time he was about 30. Uh, they would sit in the office and they would go, who can go the longest working without taking a shower? That was their competition. Now, Brad, you were talking about this, like the importance of this, like working, like how understated do you think that is? Importance of working? Like just like Bill Gates, dude's just like a working machine. He said from age 20 to age 30, he never took one day off. Like you were talking before we got on camera about just like old school, like going out and working. Do you think that that's an understated message?
1: Well, I think it's important. You know, I'm not one of those that like do the 24 seven grind your face off thing.
0: Right. So it's smart. It's working smart, not just hard.
1: Well, you know, you just got to have some balance. Otherwise, you know, you're going to, you're going to burn yourself out, I think. But personally, everyone has their own opinion. It's just me. I don't want to die with a billion dollars and then don't know anybody, don't like anybody, and no one likes me because all I did is work. Right. I want to I wanna hang out a little bit. I want to enjoy a little bit. Right. And I by the way, I sold Bill Gates an Acura NSX. Really? FYI. No. How old was he? Um, I don't know how old he was, but you know, I mean, is I, it recent? I was, I was, I think, 19 or 20, and it was uh, shit. That I was like what, 50, work- 60 years ago? Huh? Okay. <laughs> oh, you I had i 48. Old. <laughs> um, no, so, so it was about 28 years ago. But he came, he came into a car lot I just started working at, and ultimately, they didn't want anyone just screwing with these cars, so they wanted you to take a credit app for people. So he came in and I obviously showed him the car. He wanted to test drive it. I said, well, I got to get, get an app on you. <laughs> and he's like, okay, sit down. And I said, what's your name? And he said, <clears throat> William. I said, okay. Last name Gates. I said, okay. Uh, gross monthly income. And he said 300,000. And I said, monthly, dude. <laughs> he, he said, just, just put 300,000. I said, okay. Like thinking, wise ass. Uh, was he
0: billionaire at that point? I don't know.
1: But I mean, there was Microsoft. Do you remember at what that... year it was? I remember when I walked. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, um, I would have to say it was 19, let's go with 90. Oh, he was a billionaire. Yeah, maybe 89.
0: nine. Nineteen 90. Yeah, he yeah. was born a in the 50s. Yeah. Warren, uh, Bill Gates born in like 55, well, well, 57. When I walked in was he was manager. They knew who he was. He said, dude, go out and test drive him quick. He was a billionaire at about 30 to 31 okay. so he was a billionaire in like 88 even if he wasn't right. a
1: billionaire he was damn damn he close, could afford, close yeah he
0: could afford did he do a credit app what he, the hell yeah <laughs> well you <laughs> had to if you wanted to test drive it and he wasn't oh pretentious.
1: So you said acura acura nsx he wasn't pretentious or anything and i didn't know who he was i didn't even know what microsoft was well, back why then.
0: acura well, well, microsoft was born you in 1967 don't want <laughs> with, you know Somebody said somebody. This just shows you how inaccurate the internet is. Someone just posted Bill Gates was born in sixty you seven. Know, bullshit. That'd make him yeah. fifty one. Yeah. No, he's in his sixties. If that's my the friend. case,
1: that's that's my point. Don't work so hard, then, because
0: dude, if he's fifty, if he's fifty one, he looks sixty one at least. Someone said Ty Lopez looks like my friend, but Ty Lopez isn't a redhead. You got a redheaded friend who looks like me? You know, I had redhead hair when I was born. Uh, no, Bill Gates is in the fifties. 1955, Wesley said. Thank that, you. That's, a, yeah. that's actually what would,
3: uh, what would get us kicked out, like cops calls. We would have to pull people's credit at their doorstep, Oh and we have to make like this sketchy phone call. It was like, so you do the phone yeah. in front of them, you'd yeah. be like, "All right, can we get this guy approved?"
4: <laughs> well, we, yeah, we had a technique where one of them would build rapport, the social proof, talk to them about the whole neighborhood, everything that's going on, while one of us would go like, like behind <laughs> and make <laughs> the call.
0: But would they be able to hear you talking on the phone? Yeah. So you do that on purpose? Um, you, why do they have to hear you? Because you need no information. As yeah. it's like good cop, bad. They had good cop, bad yeah. cop going. Oh. One cop's like, oh, I can totally get you, you know, approved, and the other guys like, I don't know if we're gonna be able to do it. They're gonna have to pay more. <laughs> it's like, like, <laughs> it's like it's like
3: we're on their side. You're like, oh my god, this is such a scripted call, you know. And then it was so funny. One day we, we would hand, we started handing people the phone. We just tell them to say yes, like through all the questions. It's like, hey, you know, what's your social security? Just say yes. You know, just go through with it. And then that would literally, like, get the cops called on us because we would just tell people to just say yes. And they'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, run my credit, you know. And so it was pretty bad, (laughs) but it is what it is. You know that 90
0: percent – sorry, 70 percent of billionaires did sales. For some of you who don't know what to do, you want to start a business, but you don't know how to do it, like – you should start with a sales job and the grimier, not grimy in a nasty way, but just like the harder, the better. Believe it or not, I started one of my first things that I started in was selling on the phone, cold calling, and get this: life insurance. The hardest thing to sell on planet Earth is life insurance, but nobody told me that. I thought this was normal sales. This is what you this is your basic pitch with sales, uh, life insurance on the phone, Alex. Hey, you don't know me and I'm interrupting your dinner. Would you like to spend a lot of your money so that when you're no longer on the planet and will get no benefit from it, other people will benefit? And it's a tough call, but here's what I figured out to do. Was that your script? That was my script. But here's what I figured out what to do. And this is – We had two people in this power hour, basically Alex and Juan, saying that the power of adaptability. So what most phone salespeople did was like try to call – talk to – The husband, right? Because it'd be like the husband's ahead of the household, blah, blah, blah. What I figured out is the husband is the one who dies first. Men die before women. So I would call, and if it was like for Mr. Flenderson, Toby Flenderson, I'd be like, uh, Is Mrs. Flenderson there? Then you get the wife and you go, So tell me about your situation. Oh, you have three young kids. You have a mortgage? Yeah, you owe $300,000 to a bank. Did you know that if a husband dies and leaves a wife without a a job and let's say she's a stay-at-home mom taking care of three kids under 10 with a $300,000 mortgage, you have a 50% chance of losing your home or whatever the statistic. I don't remember what it was at the time. Guess what? People would buy life insurance and it wasn't scamming them. Like the average American is underinsured and people, you know, a crazy thing. I would tell them a true story from my own life. My uncle Bill was married to uh, this lady named Lisa. They had two kids under five years old. um, And Lisa was a pro athlete. She was a, she was like a, I forget what she played, not pro athlete. She was a softball player in college, super athletic woman. One day she started like falling and she turns out she had Lou Gehrig's disease. It's the same thing that Stephen Hawking has. And you go from being completely healthy, six months, you're dead. She died in six months. You're basically Your lungs stop working, they fill up with fluid, and you drown in your own fluid. It's a horrible way to die. But my uncle was now left with two kids, my cousin Billy and my cousin Christina. Christina now is a pro soccer player. She played for Orlando. She's really athletic like her mom. But at five, he had to quit his job, and he ended up going bankrupt and all that. And here's the craziest story. One year before she got Lou Gehrig's disease, she was offered life insurance at her job for like $10 a month, it would have insured her for $300,000. He, she didn't want to do the blood test. Nobody sold her on how important it was for the family. And it destroyed my family. Like, so when I would get on the phone, I would tell that personal real true story of how 10 bucks a month would have prevented my uncle from going bankrupt. Like he went bankrupt, It was funny. It was exactly $300,000 in Blue Cross Blue Shield that wasn't covered. Most health insurance sucks. It only covers like half of your care. So don't be afraid to sell good stuff. People have to be convinced. My aunt was like too busy with her day to be convinced. And we're not talking about life insurance here, but we're talking about whatever the hell it is you sell. You can't be afraid to sell it. And you have to be somewhat unapologetic. Some people are like, oh, Ty, you're selling your programs. It's a scam. I'm like, bullshit. Right here across the table, you guys bought my programs. Yeah. How many of my programs are you in? in probably
4: all of them.
3: All
0: of them.
4: Besides, yeah, I
3: think real-
0: and you've been to my conference. How much have you probably spent? Five grand on my stuff?
3: I would, Yeah, I would say that. And it was the, actually the door-to-door sales that I yep. made the money to afford. Oh, so you yeah. the
0: door-to-door sales yeah. to buy got, the you education. You had a door-to-door sales course? No, I no, no! I no. They were doing oh, it before yeah. they heard of me. Yeah, but I'm saying you use that money, and then you double down on what you know, and the next thing you know, they're making between right now how much? How much you make in the last month? Drop shipping on Facebook and um, seventy-five
3: grand. Seventy-five grand in courses, though we made like
0: what are your total um, revenue came in your bank accounts, your guys
3: in the bank account right now? No, no, the last thirty sales. days, uh, new sales sales. Line. Uh, sales. Uh, I would say like 120.
0: So they're making 120 thousand. That's in 30 days. 21 and 22. So people are like, oh, Ty, are you selling too hard? I'm like, no, I'm not selling hard enough. Yeah. Like, I should need to be convincing more people. But I don't like, I, I don't sell as hard anymore just because... you comfy. It's not just that. It's like, let a fool be a fool. And Will Durant, the great historian, said, woe to the man who teaches people faster than they're about to learn. You ever try to teach somebody in your family or a friend that's an idiot and you try to show them the logical truth and they're like, uh, I had a bro- my brother Jacob, um, when he was four years old, he decided his name was Bibbit, okay? He yeah, he literally, he's like very, was a stubborn little kid and we would have like a party at our house and he would walk around, he was very professional and my brother is very formal, my four-year-old, uh, when he was four years old, he would walk around and formally my my stepdad's name was Avanzato, so he would walk around and introduce himself and go, "Hello, my name is Bibbit Auto. Otto. He couldn't pronounce Avanzato, but that's understandable, right? What Bibbit? No one knows to this day. So he'd go, "Hello," and so he said it so convincingly that people in my uh, at the party would walk up to my mom and dad and be like, "You named your son Bibbit?" <laughs> and so the next day after he did this one time to like a hundred people at this party, I said. I pulled Jake. I thought maybe he had a speech impediment. I was like 12 or something, and Jacob was like five. And I said, Jacob, can you say J? And he would go, J. And I was like, okay, he's not doesn't have a speech impediment there. I'd say, can you say cub? And he'd go, cub. So I knew he could say the syllables in the letters and enunciate. So I'd say, Jacob. And he'd go, Bibbit. <laughs> Literally. He would walk. It was like one year. J, J. Cub, Cub, Jacob, bibbit. And that's how most people are. People will be like, <laughs> You can't make millions. It's not possible if you didn't inherit it. Okay. Here, I didn't inherit millions. I took a hundred bucks, figured out how to make a hundred thousand a year. Then I figured out how to make a hundred thousand a month. Then I figured out how to make a hundred thousand a week. Then I figured out how to make a hundred thousand a day. And now I already know how to do that. Now, a goal is how to make a hundred. If I, my business is going to make a hundred thousand dollars an hour, that's the goal. That's $835 million a year. I haven't figured out how to do that yet. but
1: I can help you with that. If you can help <laughs> you
0: pay $835 million a year, that's baller money. I can help you. But you guys did it. So people are bibbit about... And so that's why I said, woe to the man or woman who tries to teach people faster than they're ready to learn. Most of society is not ready to learn what we're talking about on this episode. And, and the other half won't. Yeah, look at the people on... Like, watch, Twitter like, is a good example. Like
1: you realize... 10 out of seven people don't understand
4: fractions. <laughs> I like that.
0: 10 out of seven. They don't understand fractions. Someone said, You make drugs.
1: Eey, if excitement's a drug, I do Yeah, I'm, this is I the Cali it.
0: cartel, baby. This is California. What a motherfucking Cali cartel. But sales isn't. Im- Where are you from? Where do you live? You live in? Vegas. Vegas. Originally from Oregon. That's the Medellin cartel out there. Medellin. Five out of two brads are wrong, someone said
5: by the way if you're not be.
0: coming to my conference tomorrow you're missing out i haven't done one in years uh at least a year it's in santa monica go to tylopez.com slash event slash event there's still a few tickets there's gonna be 700 people are you guys coming yeah be that's there actually home? what we meant they yeah you guys oh, came yeah. to a conference yeah let me snapchat for a second real quick I met them at a conference. You met too? them, yeah. dude. If you're not I going to, I met remember. you guys
2: at a conference.
1: Oh yeah, there we, go. See? Yeah, we met at a conference. Yeah, yeah. We met at a
0: conference. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we met like, at a conference wow. too. Hey, see? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I you met you at, you at a conference, conference. You were a conference. I was <laughs> oh, too loud. We just blew out Adrian's <laughs> ears.
1: <laughs> but that, but that's at the end of the day, man. You got to learn how to sell, and you can't be afraid to spend a little money. Like when people go to these conferences, they go to the cheap tickets because it's like, well, I'm gonna hear the same shit the people up there are gonna hear. Yeah, but you're not gonna meet the same people you. You're going to meet up there. You're not going to be in the back of the VIP room. I mean, that's how I met you. Yep. I was in a VIP room. Why? Because I'm VIP. (laughs) Well, if I wasn't in there, if I didn't want to step up, I happened to be with Grant Cardone, who who was his wife was speaking at the Thrive event. So I was lucky enough to be in there. But still, people won't step up and spend that money to get in the right proximity of people. And it's all proximity.
3: when we met you uh, at 10X uh, GrowthCon, was because we sat like literally the row behind like the speakers. It was you and your wife sitting right in front of us. Yeah. And that's when we grabbed a picture with you. Let's yeah. give away some money.
0: Who wants some money? $100 cash. First person to follow the real Bradley gets
1: $100 cash.
4: Plug
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it is. Better get in there. Better get in there. I'm going to tell you which one it is. Hold here, on. I'm gonna, Let, let me do,
0: let me, I'm going to snap yes. this. Sure. got the
1: lawyer right here just in case. Well, I'm sober right Let's now. Let's see who it is. Right. You, you guys can't look back this way.
0: I'm live on Instagram. I'm doing my podcast, The Real Brad Lee. That's right. He shows people how to make an extra $5 bucks a month with their business. I got my business partner, Alex Mayer. I'm giving away cash right now. I'm about to tell you how to enter to win. Alex's businesses have made over a billion dollars online. He spent $400 bucks on Facebook ads. I've got Samir and Juan. They're some of the people that have been following my classes. They're students. And you made how much last month? Uh,
3: $75 million. And-
0: 75000 120000 overall last month. How old are you guys?
3: 21,
0: 22. All you guys are slow to the game of life if you don't believe it's possible. Here's the thing. The first step before you get anything is you have to believe it's possible. I'm telling you, if you think you'll always be fat, you will create a self-fulfilling prophecy. You will always be fat. If you are sure that nobody can ever make money except the Illuminati, well, then only the Illuminati will make money. Okay, can you caption this, Adrian? You know,
1: another another thing people don't realize is choices. Like, the, the littlest choices people don't realize make the biggest difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Like, you, you decide you're going to eat a donut, you don't know it, but you're choosing to have a fat
0: ass. Right. Well, it's also worse than just eat i mean, look, I eat donuts occasionally, but what happens is people don't understand the neural connections in the mind. And the way that the brain works is it basically creates these neural pathways. And neural pathways— are kind of like driving on a dirt road in the rain. When you drive a big truck on a dirt road in a rain, I lived on a farm for about ten years. You go through it and you dig a little groove in the dirt road, and then you come back the next day. And if it's raining again and you drive, the next thing you know, you create your your truck falls into this habit of going on and ex- and eventually you get stuck. And so, little stuck thing, in a rut. Yeah, little things like he's talking about. So, for example, overly be, being an overly pessimistic person, or like Alex was talking about, being overly stubborn. Not only are you losing out in the moment, right then, when you're being stubborn, but you now created a new groove in your mind. And as Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett say, the chains of habit are too weak to be felt until they're too strong to be broken. Think about that. You got cha- some people got chains, and they're continually reinforcing them, and you don't feel them at first. But eventually, one thing leads to another, and you can't break them. Think uh, one of my wow. Well, well, then you would think making bad choices becomes a habit. Yes, and it becomes not only a habit, but it becomes a chain that the the metal, the steel gets thicker. At first, you guys ever done those finger traps? Did you ever do those little paper Chinese finger traps? They're not that bad. If you really had no, I mean, unless you're a weak ass person nobody's ever truly been stuck for, like, a day. If, if you're stuck, I was watching The Office yesterday, and Michael Scott, he had an episode where he put a little paper thing he was supposed to jump through. Do you remember that episode, Zach? And he's, like, so weak, he, he has to punch through it three times. You hear it, like, and finally he breaks through. So hopefully you're not that weak. But eventually the Chinese little, uh, little weak little things, you know what, you're covering it. Those turn into something even nastier, which are handcuffs. And handcuffs, there's a few people that could break through handcuffs. Houdini, Harry Houdini, could break out of handcuffs. Um, if you've ever, if you Google um, cops midget, there is a remember that video. <laughs> there is a you ever seen cops? You know the the TV show. There is they he there was a midget on Las Vegas Boulevard that was like on heroin. And he was crawling up a pole. So the police pulls over and they put the handcuffs on him. It's a famous, it's gone viral. And they put handcuffs in. The midget guy's actually pretty buff, but he's like, I can break these cuffs. Have you ever seen that? Anyway, so you can't break these cuffs. And some of you not only have handcuffs, but you get one step further, which is you're in handcuffs in a jail cell. And you really don't break out of that. And that's most of the world. Did you know, this is a crazy stat. You've heard this before, but it's nastier than you think. The top 10 people in the world, 10, have more money than the bottom $3.5 combined. You take the top 10 people, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, the Zara guy, the Walton family. Um, I think Zuckerberg is almost there. Not quite. Slim, what's Carlos Slim from Mexico? You take those roughly that 10 people, you look at their net worth, their bank account, their account, you know, their tax return, they have more than 3.5 billion people. Put that in perspective, it's more than, let's say, all of India. Now, it's not exactly because, but if you take the bottom 3.5 billion, now that's not fair. And that is exactly what I'm talking about. It's like the bottom 3.5 are in a jail cell in solitary confinement, in a Supermax prison. In the United States, nobody's ever, in the history of the United States and Supermax, nobody's ever escaped from a Supermax. Zero. You know, El Chapo escaped. What was the, where did he escape from? Where was uh, he? I don't he, remember he in the city. He didn't escape. He got yeah. let out. Yeah, it was like there, Father, there was a tunnel, and there yeah, was like someone.
1: An, someone someone let him yeah. do that,
0: man. There's been people getting paid but off. But El Chapo's in the supermax or going to supermax. He ain't never coming out. American or Mexican?
2: American. Super. American. Supermax. Yeah, he won't escape that
0: one. No, you don't escape supermax. The the one of the guys from 9 um he's in a supermax right now, and he's been in solitary confinement. He's gonna be in solitary confinement and a supermax for fifty years till he's dead, and that is a great metaphor and analogy for how the bottom 3.5 billion percent of the world, uh, uh, people in the world are. They ain't coming out unless, and the only way El Chapo got out, somebody gave him a key and somebody opened a door. And so mental frameworks of thought, and we've been talking about different ones. I've been talking about the possibilities framework of thought. Brad has been talking, and Alex and, and Samir, they've all given their framework of thought. One of the frameworks of thought you brought up is just you got to focus on how you on somewhat on how you look appearances. Some people look grimy, and you look grimy. Nobody's gonna give you a chance. Your opportunities decrease. That's all. I was in New York with Andrew. You guys know Andrew from my um, Snapchat. A lot of you know him. And uh, I was with this girl, and, and we were walking. We walked from like Times Square all the way to my place down on Spring and Hudson. In, uh, it's a long walk. It took like two hours, right? I didn't realize. I was anything. there on that. Yeah, you, you that were the there. one? Yeah. And so we're there, and, and Andrew is dressed like Andrew's kind of from the ghetto. He's from, he's from um, Staten Island, from the bad part. Is that and, one who stole a towel? From a restaurant, he steal a towel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at the end, when he left, um, the girl goes, "Oh, that's nice of you that you have a homeless friend." <laughs> Literally, she's like, "I'm so glad you're like helping the homeless." I'm like, "He's not homeless, but the way he's dressed is basically conveying a message. You can't, you know, I'm homeless, and I I have a buddy that teaches people how to pick up women." I know a lot of those dudes in the pickup community, um, RSD, you know Owen Cook, and all those guys. But I read a book a long time ago, and it was so funny. This guy found a formula that doubled the amount of men that did well with women with one simple technique. He said, you buy a loofah sponge, you buy soap, and you double scrub yourself. He said 50% of guys trying to pick up girls— Literally stink. <laughs> like, animals stink with women? They literally stink. They need to be fumigated. And so simple things, like what Brad's saying, that's a mindset. Like some dudes go, oh, women just going to like me because I am. Only your mother loves you for who you are. They've been getting bad advice yeah. the whole life. Yeah, people think love me for... I get so many people like, I deserve. We live in an entitled society. The United States, it, there's nothing in our Constitution that says you're entitled. It says you have the right to the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. People leave out the damn word pursuit. That means you have the right to try to get something. But you don't, it doesn't say the United States is not a place and the world is not a place where you're, it doesn't say you are entitled to life, liberty, and happiness. It doesn't. It said you're only entitled to the pursuit. That's a mental framework. People have bad frameworks. If you're narcissistic, which in my experience, 50% of people have, there's something called the NPI, the Narcissistic Personality Inventory. I've tested thousands and tens of thousands of people. One of the things, there's five subcategories of narcissism. There's um, authority, superiority, uh, vanity, entitlement, and uh, uh, exhibitionism. And entitlement, I have a friend I've net we get along but he ne- he always is trying to make money always he has been trying to become a millionaire when we both started neither one of us had much money I was probably making six thousand dollars a month when I met him I was making about 100 grand when I met him and he was making a little less now I've blown past him and I can't figure out why we literally have both tested our IQ I'm one point higher than him that's it not much. And he always self sabotages himself. Literally, this dude is self sabotage machine. If there is a way to fuck up a business, he will carefully. It's like, what what's is his your, name? What's his I'm name? I'm not gonna say his name because I need to know his name so I don't do business with him. No, he creates like a business plan. It's like, all right, here's the goal create a million dollar company, and the day you will be wired the million dollars, decimate the business so that the wire bounces back that's like his basic business plan and I couldn't figure out why till I did one of these personality tests on him his entitlement score is off the it's fucking off the scale his entitlement scale is like out of a hundred is like 83 83 let me see what mine is I, how I does storm. that lead to sabotage so here's what happens you all, you get almost there, and then somebody makes you mad because they didn't give you what you wanted. Or,
1: or just karma. You think you deserve it so much? Yeah, they, I don't think it's, they, they it's pound, karma. They pound you let, back. Let,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if it's exactly... Here's mine. My entitlement is low. Uh, I want to take that test. What does it mean? Mine's
2: like It like feels 50 like over feeling over like you deserve things. Yeah, entitle- yeah.
0: entitlement is the... En- Eighty percent of the United States at this point, and eighty percent of the world. For example, but you can go
1: to, you can go the opposite spectrum too. You can feel like you don't you don't deserve anything. Yeah, but that's why you want balance. Yeah, that's not good.
0: Somebody said, "Why is Alex so laid back? He's on he's on he's uh, chilling." He's a Lexapro. No, I'm joking. He's not. <laughs> he, he's on these. He's, on, he's smoking some of the Cali cartel kush. <laughs> At the end of the day, doesn't it boil
1: down? Like if, if you're watching this and you're thinking, you know, how can I make millions? It's pretty simple if you break it down to the simplicity. And that is solve problems. Yep. Right? Look for problems to solve in your neighborhood, then in, in your state, then internationally, and you'll keep growing. But you got to solve a problem. And that's the bottom line because that's, that's how everybody gets rich. The richest company in the world is what? Apple. Apple. You think they sell stuff? You think they're solving problems? Yeah, they're solving problems. This shit solves problems, man.
0: This iPhone has more technical power or more computing power than the first rocket ship that sent man to the moon. Absolutely. Less than this. For under $1,000, you can now buy a rocket ship, a 1960s rocket ship. You know how much money we spent? It it cost the first man on the moon was a multi-billion dollar uh, uh, effort and research, and it took about 300 PhDs. Who was that, Armstrong? Daniel Neil Armstrong. Yeah.
1: he took the first selfie. He started selfies. <laughs> he did not he did take selfies. He took a selfie from the from the moon. I thought it was Kim. He did not take a selfie. Yes, he did. <laughs> no, he did. Yes, not. he did. We got to look on to a selfie. spacewalk. Google that shit. All right. He let's did look look up. the camera. You're saying hundred dollars. Someone us right. do a hundred buck
0: giveaway. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I want to see who's alert. There's something called general knowledge, and you need to have some of it. Some people have no general knowledge. And they go, oh, I only need technical knowledge. Let me tell you why that's not true. If you don't have any general knowledge, for example, I was at a dinner with all these people and I was like, where is Madagascar? And not one person knew. And you go, well, what does that have to do with making money? Well, business networking is part of making money. What if you're at a damn dinner and there's a guy from Madagascar there and nobody knows where it is except you? You elevate In his eyes, as a smarter person, he's more likely to do a business deal with you. I can't tell you how many business deals I've gotten because people have to be impressed with you. Like Brad was saying, the impressed starts with not smelling bad, looking decently. Yesterday, I had this cryptocurrency thing. I didn't know all the people were coming, but I know they were badass. I mean, there were some serious ballers yesterday here, Gil Pachina or whatever his name is, Pachina. Pachina. Okay, shouldn't say Pachina. Gil <laughs> Pachina. This dude's a legend in Silicon Valley. He had forty syndicates on AngelList. He, how much does a syndicate? How many companies does a syndicate have in it? I I, I bet in
2: total is over a thousand. Yeah,
0: th- he invested in a thousand companies, big ones. He was the he's the first money into a LinkedIn. PayPal, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, yeah. PayPal. So you know what I wore yesterday? A Dolce suit. Even though every, I was the only one really dressed up, um, but like Brad says, these are people I'm meeting for the first time. You got to make an impression, and trust me, it makes an impression. Especially if make sure you get the suit tailored. By the way, it's better to have a three hundred dollar suit that's been tailored for a hundred bucks, True so four hundred total, than having a thousand dollar suit that has shoulder pads and shit and looks like you're, you know. True looks like story. you're wearing your great grandfather's outfit. So, uh, uh, the that's second so true, thing, though, that's so, so true. Dumb. Do I look laid back now? Like those legitimate. big old, those big old
1: baggy, your grandpa's suits. Like, go in and spend a little money and tuck them in. Tuck them in. Get them. Get them tailored. What happened there?
3: When I when I was going door to door, I realized every time I wear something new, I just feel I feel good. Yes. Right. Just comes out.
1: Yeah. There's a lot more benefit to it. But when when I see someone come with them big oversized suits like you know someone someone loaned it to you and you didn't take the time to tailor it you automatically look like a dickweed yeah. and and it's been if i think you're a dickweed approaching me how right. how much more likely do you think i'm going to listen to what you're saying but i'm not i'm i'm like just humoring you
0: and but this is what i was going to add it's not just how you look it's also your mind people are attracted especially in business world okay we're not talking about tinder here tinder is more about your picture all right. Picture the people are probing your mind. They're not swiping on your mind. You don't have like your, you don't have your IQ score on Tinder and people, oh, okay. So general knowledge, okay. I think they call it Z score um, is what scientists call it. Your, your overall general knowledge, by the way, you want to know the most, if you want to know if somebody's smart, you know what the best predictor is? Dr. David Buss just told me this. I'm, in, I'm putting in vocabulary. If you have no vocabulary, if your phrases sound like, hello, me, do business, you, partner with me. If you like a fucking caveman, okay, you are just spitting out. But you're basically saying is, I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot. And people aren't attracted to idiots. So up your vocabulary, know a few words. I always, when people tell me they're smart, I'm like, okay, tell me what cogent means. That always stops people in their tracks. Cogent. There was this girl yesterday, pissing, me, uh, two days ago, pissing me off. She came, she was a friend of a friend, telling me how smart she was. I was like, what does cogent mean? She's like, I'm like, then you're not smart. Thank you. Also, when people say you're they, they're smart, just say, oh, you're smart? What's 93 times 18? If they're done, if they're gone, if they leave the room, they can't do that, they're out. Alex, what's 93 times 18?
2: 1,700, 100 so, well, you're doing, co- you're doing core math, or you something? Doing old, old 1600 something. 1600 something. 1600 something. Who
0: knows 93 times 18?
2: 18 or 80? 18. 18.
0: Yeah, 93 times 18. Yeah. yeah 16, I mean, so you, you basically 17. do 100 15, times 20 to charge. That's 2,000 and then you go down from there.
2: 1600 something.
0: Now people go, I could just use a calculator. Yeah, but you know Rockefeller? You know the richest man in history in today's dollars? It's not Bill Gates. Bill Gates got trumped. By, War- by Sam Walton. You know who's richer than Sam Walton? Mrs. Walton. Rockefeller. Rockefeller in modern times, modern money had $600 billion. You know what Rockefeller used to do? He would sit in a negotiation with a business, uh, with his businesses, and he would look at them and they'd have the deal all settled and everybody's ready to sign. And he would delay it so he could recompute the whole math in his head real fast and be like, let's just, I'll just do example. It's not an actual example. Let's say he was going to, they were going to buy he was going to buy a company for a hundred million bucks and he was going to pay him a hundred million over three years. Right. He'd be like, you know what? I'll pay you over two years. And he would change the interest rate and change the whole factor and and it sounded great to people. And they'd be like, Oh yeah, great. And he would actually like (laughs) jip them out of 80, you know, like, 80 million bucks. So the fact that you can do some math quickly has a power to it in a negotiation. The fact that you have some vocabulary has a power to it. One of the rules in negotiation. A very, it's a very cogent point you're making. Very cogent. I, I see people looking up cogent here in this room. I feel very very that good. I would be
1: instrumental in perpetuating the high quality <laughs> image of Ty <Tai> Lopez's <laughs> That's whole, a yes. whole company.
0: Somebody said. Okay, do you know how much money is spent on the U.S. education system per year? Just Google it. Google this. $100, by the way.
1: Oh, well, it's a business, so probably a ton. Oh, just Google it, Where is it Just spent? Google It's about $150,000 it per
0: student in yeah, over there. How much is spent on education how much per student, year? i I'd say about 7000
1: trillion. a student. What
2: did you say?
0: No, it's $150,000 per, per lifetime. Yeah, um, that's about a trillion. Uh, half a trillion. So what's almost. the number? Let's go. Let's go. Cool. Well, this
3: is
0: education USA 19 spend someone said over 50 grand yes you are correct the united states as a whole spends, 50, spends 50 grand uh, a year on all education and, and, <laughs> and, and, see, all and see how this? it benefited what,
3: what is, is it? it this is 115 per student i guess it's oh, it's no, almost, yeah. I'm trying to look at the 115 i said
2: half a trillion so multiply by right. 300 million it's i'm going to show you guys it's over 12
0: years how education spending USA. That's all you gotta type in. It'll be at the top of Google. Um, seven point three percent of the gross GDP. So if you know the GDP is about seventeen trillion, so seven percent of seventeen is roughly one trillion, right? Yes. Did I say seventeen, seven percent. Sorry. So you could say roughly a trillion. Somebody put six billion, dude. Well, where are they giving it? Because it ain't the teachers. No. Where the hell is it going? Nobody knows where Madagascar is. No one knows what Cogin is. I wasn't very Nobody good at it. Nobody knows what ni- you know, 93 times 18 is. Where is Madagascar? Nobody knows anything about Rockefeller. It's Nobody good. knows when Ronald it's Reagan was president. What point. are we spending it's money on? Why do we send people to school? I wouldn't know I where Madagascar was, is, so. but I wasn't very good at geology. Well, you need to know some <laughs> geology, but not too much. It's just like... So, are you saying that they teach to too funny. many unnecessary stuff? I'm and saying they it's don't a. Comb- teach- Here's what I'm saying about the education system, and the problem is: yes, they teach too many abstract things and not enough practical. But if we're gonna teach abstract, at least have somebody graduate knowing it. My point is, we're spending money on, and we're getting zero. People don't know practical. People don't know. I mean, do you know how many people graduate and can't read one book? How do you graduate illiterate? It's really? Dude, look what at the percentage, percentage of student. Watch this. High school graduation. What the fuck? I got too much sticky stuff on my finger. I gotta keep It's a scam. It. Let's see. US It's all a scam. US high school illiteracy. I'll just put it's that. It's just
1: like prisons, man. They stick you in there because it's a it's a scam. It's a Let's money go. game.
3: It
0: is. All right. US literacy is a illiteracy rate hasn't changed in 10 years. That's insane. Like I talk about reading books. If you can't read, you are at a serious disadvantage.
2: 21% of adults in the US read below the 5th grade 32 level. 32
0: million. So Jeez. 1 in 10 Americans yeah. can't read. That's amazing. Why are we spending 1 trillion dollars a year with if you give me a trillion dollars, give me a trillion I'll make sure everybody reads. So will you I know don't. what I'll do? I'll help you. I'll pay people. I'll pay. I'll take, Here, I'll go, give me a trillion. I'll i div- I'll split 500 billion with everybody who proves to be they can read a book. One of the big problems with government, you have to do positive reinforcement. You should pay kids to graduate from high school. You should pay people to go. You know how you solve obesity? It's not through a regulation. It's through a positive reinforcement. You go, if, trust me. Free gym memberships paid for by a taxpayer and a hundred dollars per month for everybody, or we'll cover your gas if you go to the gym twice a week. We spend also a trill about a almost a trillion dollars on healthcare. Oops, we gotta
3: repost. You always say that it's the uh, it's the reward versus pain bias. So yeah, it's like, reward you know, versus pain. pain. And,
0: uh, but why don't uh, they
1: teach something that actually makes sense? Well, like you could teach sales that too. like credit. Teach sales. Like I didn't know about credit,
0: man real estate for the longest
1: time. Real estate? You come out of high school e-commerce. and you have shit credit?
0: <laughs> yeah, right? most people don't even have credit when they come out of high school. Most people don't know. Well,
1: when you start establishing it, you don't you don't realize how important credit's going to be. Why don't they tell you that shit in school? Someone said,
0: "Is the Illuminati real?" Uh, not really. If, you are, That's if they the are answer, and they're
1: out there, contact me. I want to get in that shit.
0: <laughs> 60% of people on my last Twitter poll Either think I'm in the Illuminati or they aren't sure. I'm like, isn't the fact that I'm doing a Twitter poll? Do you think the Illuminati's big on Twitter polls? Do you think it's, like, it's like, you're probably not. It's like, I should do one. Is Ty in the Cali cartel actually? If people say yes, no Cali tar- cartel guy is actually doing a Twitter poll whether he's in the Cali cartel. But you know why people like the Illuminati? I'm going to tell you why. Because it's, a, it's somebody they can blame. You can blame even the government. I'm like, not in it. Yeah, I like to do that. Like I, I, I when um, or the H3 threes. H3 was at my house, I wore an Illuminati thing just to. Up the views. I was like, this is going to fuck with people's heads. And sure enough, people were like zooming in on Reddit and posting. I knew it. He wore, he wears a pendulum. Yes. You know the secret to making money? Wear a pendulum. Most wealthy people I know, they can attribute most of their success to a small piece of jewelry pendulum that they wear. Or like people are stupid. Alex. You've built a company that made a billion dollars. I'm selling those pendulums, by the way. If you guys yeah, want you one, sell one. the pendulums. If you guys want one, <laughs> drop shipping. Yeah, they sell selling drop shipping. Shipping. And I'll just, I'll just got digitally Samir deliver here. Them. <laughs> We have Samir and Juan. They're drop shipping. Anybody need an Illuminati Pendants, uh, we got pendulum, yeah. <laughs> All they are big on the pendulum. pendulum.
1: I can get them delivered digitally. If <laughs> <laughs> you
0: digital, you yeah. can 3D printing, baby. Somebody said, Ty, you're always tropical. Nice shirt. That I that, that feel like is that a compliment? I'm always tropical. I, saying, I don't, that is boring. that does it? <laughs> <laughs> Reagan's presidency start on January 20, 1981. Yeah, because you go into power the year after you're elected. That's how it works. In November, you get elected of an even numbered year. I like that someone's arguing with me, Zach. <laughs> They're like,
1: <laughs> ask them, yeah. ask the person arguing if electronical is a word. <laughs> What about nu- sounds like a word? Electronical is electronical. definitely not a word. Yeah, <laughs> like these are electronical.
0: <laughs> you sound like George Bush. Nuclear and electronical. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about some more practical tips. I'm going to throw out another practical tip to making millions, whether you're 21 or you're 71. Um, you have to understand the principle of inversion. So inversion, I'll give you a practical example of inversion. Let's say you want to make $100,000 a year from an online business, okay? So I invert it. If I want to make $100,000 in one year, how much do I have to make in one month? So you divide with your calculator, roughly $8,000 a month, roughly. So I've inverted from $100,000. I've gone backwards in reverse. If you don't know what the word inverted is, you're failing my vocabulary test. So $100,000, now you're at... 8000 A lot less scary to make $8,000 a month than to try to make $100,000 if you've never done it. Now, let's invert further. To go back from $8,000 in one month is roughly $300 a day. Roughly. You're not going to work every day, so let's just call it $300 a day. Now, that's still a big number to some people. How many hours do you work on average? Well, if you do on the internet, you're selling 24 hours a day. So now this is where this gets very interesting. What is 300 divided by 24 hours? Roughly, it's $12 an hour. You only have to make $12 an hour if you're doing it 24 hours a day online to make $100,000 a year. What's scarier? Making hundred dollars if you've never done it or making $12 bucks an hour? That's inversion, my friend. And the principle of inversion will take you from being completely afraid to going, wait. This is doable. Some people only want to make 70 grand or 50 grand. To make 50 grand a year, you just have to figure out how to make six bucks an hour.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was like, I I thought, you know, when I make a million dollars a year, I'll be like the coolest dude on Mm -hmm. the planet. And it was crazy because that's really, you know, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And when I hit a million a month, it's like, well, shit, dude, why am I not thinking bigger? Right. And if I could go back, I would have thought bigger immediately, right off the get-go.
0: Yeah, but that Sounds takes, unbelievable but unless you, gotta unless do with you inversion. invert. That's why you got to do inversion. Because nobody... Like, if you're me, I never met somebody who was a millionaire my whole zero to 18 years old, even until I was in my 20s. I never met a millionaire. I mean, I might have seen them on TV, you know, but I never I never met somebody. And then you well, meet you, them and you're like, oh, well, they're not smarter than me. That's what, Most of the time when you meet millionaires, you're going to be like, wait a second. Well, it depends because I
1: think... Everyone's a millionaire. You either have a million dollars or you got a million excuses, but you're a millionaire. Million excuser. Or
0: million excuse. We need a Everyone's
1: new phrase a for that. Man. You just got millions of dollars or excuses. Because yeah. excuses, talk about how damaging that is. Procrastination yes. and, ex- and excuses?
0: Dude, just hang it up, man. Well, I always say there's three, two types of people in the world. One, does stuff, and the second has amazing stories why they didn't get it done. It's like, th- here's a little test you can do. Next time you have to move, text 10 of your supposedly closest friends and be like, dude, can you help me move this Saturday morning? I got to be out. I got to change apartments or houses or whatever. You're going to, if they're close friends, most of them going to text back. At least three of them won't text back. They'll pretend like, oh, my phone wasn't working next time they see you, okay? So that leaves seven. Out of seven, you're going to have like Three who have some amazing—it's always amazing stories, too. It's like, dude, you ain't gonna believe this. My dog uh, ran into my grandma, and they're both in critical surgery, and I have to go to their funeral. Like, something, like, weird. You're just like, what? You could have just said no instead of that. So three people are gone. Then So that leaves you with four. Out of the four, like, two, one or two of them will be honest, like, yo, I'm in Amsterdam or something. That leaves you with two. Those two will be like, yeah, I'll be there. Mark my words, Saturday morning— When you wake up and check your text, one person will be like, yo, I'm at your door. Open up magically. And the other person is going to have the world's greatest stories. Dude, I was planning to be there. You ain't going to believe it. An acorn fell, hit hit my dog. My dog kind of went crazy, ran in a circle. He hit a little piece of metal. The metal hit something on the roof. My car, as I was backing out to hit you, it was crushed by an anvil. And you're just like, what? And they're like, but, but next time I'll be there, dude, you know I'll be there for you. That's like about starting a business. You're going to meet every 10 people who are like, dude, I'm on my entrepreneur track, man. I'm going to do big things. So you're going to, three of them just fall off the planet. You don't even know what happened. They're done. They just like, you see them 10 years later at, they're a barista at Starbucks. And then you get those four people who are like, I, ha- I had a friend like this. It's actually related to me. someone related to me. And he's like, he has a daughter and he's just like, I can't get a job. He's like, there's no, he's like conspiracy. One of my family's like conspiracy king, dude, insane conspiracies. Like just things that just, I'm like, really? It's like, yeah, man, like China's not real. It's like an invention. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, what? have you ever been to China? I'm like, no. He's like, then how do you know it's there? I'm just like. That is the worst argument. I, I, fucking, I've never met your grandpa, but I bet you you're here. Therefore, there's a grandpa. Like you can use principles of logic, right? That's called a posteriori and a priori logic. Some things are obvious. So I said, you got a daughter, dude. You have to get a job. So I said, I promise you, I have the formula for you to make money. He goes, what? I said, go down to Sunset Boulevard. This is a true story. I said, go talk. To twenty, He had worked in the restaurant business. He goes, there are, oh, no one's hiring. That's what he told me. He's like, no one. I'm like, yes, I am sure in the city of Los Angeles with 13 million people in the metropolitan area, you're right. There's probably not one restaurant in need of help. You are a fucking genius. So he goes, I said, go to 10 places. You will have a job tomorrow. So he's like, all right, I'm going to take your word for it, dude. Guess what? World's most amazing story. I forget what it is now. He's like, I went to one I got in a fight with the chef, or so I'm like, you got in a fight on a job interview, like, like he's like, yeah, and they didn't hire me. I'm like, you punched the chef, like it's you're not gonna get a job, and then that was the only one he went to, and he's like, see, it didn't work. I said, you went to one and you got in a fight. <laughs> It's like, really? And he's just like, see, I told you. And he has like massive theories about the government. He's like, because this is when unemployment was high. But do you know what unemployment was in America? I mean, in California, in like, after the recession, it was at 12%. Now, let me for those some people are stupid and don't understand economics. Let me explain it. Let me give you a micro quick economics lesson. You want unemployment to always be at least 6%. It's it means that people feel like they can change crappy jobs. When unemployment gets too low, when it's at like one percent, it means we're in such a recession nobody will quit the job that they hate. So you want six percent recession uh, in unemployment. So L, so the United States and Southern California got to twelve percent. So that means for every hundred jobs, only six were gone, and that just still means that nine eighty-eight people out of a hundred are still employed. And you know out of those six unemployed, at least half of them, it's their fault. They're dumb or they're, they're what Brad said, full of excuses, man, full of excuses. So someone said, Ty, are your guests bored? Are you bored, Alex? Not at all. Alex just always looks like that. <laughs> Alex this is, is bored my face. By, no Alex is face. bored by humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get bored by humans?
2: Uh, yeah, all the time. Not <laughs> about you? Not by you. We are amazing. I'm, I'm not quite a good boy. All right, yeah.
3: I'll just add. Uh, this is honestly a dream come true right here. I mean, when I first, when I first saw your commercial, first got your course, I was like on, uh, on my bed in my parents' attic, and I'm like, one day, were you calibrating? I was not <laughs> calibrating? Zach, you
0: ruined my phrase. Calibrating. <laughs> Everyone envisions you. It's all because
1: you, you said uh, people have to learn to calibrate themselves. So oh. that's that's why I went. Go ahead.
0: Zach relates to anything with the word self in it to self-love. And, well, and what? That's not true. Hey, keep going. I didn't mean to oh, cut yeah, you yeah. off. No, 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 not at all. I was he, just was like, yeah. <laughs> touchy, he was giving a profoundly touching, he was giving this profound, like,
3: it's been a dream of my, of my life. <laughs> and Zach's like, oh, I'm self-calibrating here. But <laughs> well, honestly, man, it's, it's, uh, it's really, you know, dream come true. And I tell my people, that either like message me on Instagram or follow like my YouTube or something like that. Um, that, you know, we are a prime example of, you know, instead of, like, you don't really have to go to college, you can if you want to, but if you invest in yourself uh, through, like, educational courses and just really following what, you know, people who are already where you want to be at, like, it's almost a guaranteed path, you know? It's kind of like a cheat code, but most people are just, you know, like you say all the time, so cynical, always doubtful. Right. And we're like, that's totally fine. You guys can, you know, keep being doubtful, you keep being cynics, like, we'll just take all that knowledge... Oh, we'll dude, love it. the cynics. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll just run the with it. The cynics are
0: one... Let- you know what people... People ask me what I think about gay rights, okay? There's a little... This is a little bit... Um, the YouTube phone needs to be moved that way. Uh, people ask me about gay rights. And, and some dudes don't like... Don't think there should be gay rights. Some people in the world, right? And I'm going, if you're a straight guy, wouldn't it be ideal if every guy was gay except you? Because that means... Any woman you liked would have to date you, or else if you're so bad that she'd even then not date you. But assuming like it's less competition. I know that's. I'm not trying to insult anybody and talk about gay rights. I'm just saying it makes no sense to care if other people are gay. It doesn't rub off when like people are like they say. Work.
1: They say it's only gay if your balls touch. Is that, you <laughs> <what it>
5: is? <laughs>
0: Thank
4: Zach, you for you that,
0: hurt. Zach.
1: <laughs> Zach, do you have a comment?
4: About uh, balls touching? Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's only if your balls touch. Other than that, it ain't gay.
0: No, but it's (laughs) the same way when you see people being stupid. Like sometimes people are cynical of the stuff that I do. I'm like, great. That's one less. Like with you guys, it's like, oh, you don't believe we make money drops? Somebody earlier was like, I don't believe your businesses make 100 grand a day. I'm like, great. That means you are crossed off the list of humans that might compete with me. And that's
1: also why you're probably not making any money. No. Because you don't believe shit. But, you know, unfortunately, people are taught that. You know, they're taught that in school. They're taught that by their parents. They're just taught it by society. You know, always, you know, that's too good to be true. It probably is. Why why is that the case? Why is that the case?
0: Yeah, the only way it's too good to be true is if you're like my friend who told me, Ty, let's invest in this South American venture we put 150 grand in monday this is a true story he goes he goes give me 150 by monday by this monday by friday we'll have 300,000 that's too good to be true i said what are we going to do dude my buddy my childhood friend is going to import um tv flat screen TVs from the us to argentina and double our money in 5 days i'm like it takes more than 5 days to even ship to south america they go on boats man <laughs> so i'm like but that's too good to be true but the overall thing the overall message that Brad's saying which is like think and grow rich the book if you first can conceive of an idea right if it's possible to conceive it and it's within your circle of competence there's some stuff you can conceive that you can't do i'm a realist like if if i can if i conceive in my mind that i'm going to be a better basketball player than lebron james it ain't happening lebron james 6 foot 8 280 He's uh, a freak of nature. He's been playing basketball since he was you know, five. He already has – how many rings do he have? Four, Zach? I think he got four rings. I don't know. I'm a Jordan fan. I'm never going to be as good. So there are some things that you can conceive. Three rings? He's got two in Miami, with Miami, one with Cleveland. Yeah, three rings. But I could conceive myself playing basketball in my mind, oh, I could conceive I'd be great at basketball, but it's not going to happen. But within my circle of competence, that's different. And so, when you as you learn more, you expand your circle of competence. Before you guys met me, your circle of competence did not include drop shipping. But now you could conceive. Like last month, you made seventy five thousand drop shipping. Um, you could conceive a possibility where you could do five hundred thousand a month. Yeah. You haven't gotten there yet, but it's conceivable. It's not like Princess Bride where he's like inconceivable you know I, I watched that again zach the funniest part is when Don't the, like the list. yeah but the funny part is when the mexican guy nigo montoya goes i do not think that word means what you think it means because he's always like they're following us inconceivable uh he didn't fall, he didn't fall yet. Hey, do you know how you guys if you can do 75 you can do 75
1: million yeah
5: that's
1: and that and that's the key right and yeah. you know and you know how you do it you do more what you're doing it's like it's so simple that, that it, it sounds unbelievable. Yeah. It's like if you're going to sell something, like you got two choices. You can talk to more people or you can get better at talking to people. You only have two choices. So you, you talk to 100 ideally, people. Ideally both. Well, ideally both. Just like you know, you work more and get better. That's, that's the key. But if, you, if you're talking to, let's say, 100 people a month, right, and you want to sell more, you got to talk to 200 people a month.
0: Yes. Or
1: get better talking to the hundred people. Mm -hmm. Period. That's it. That's the secret. So whatever you're doing now to make 75, the question is, how do you do twice as much of it? Because if you do twice as much of it, more than likely you'll make twice as much. Yeah. And then do you want to make three times? You want to make four times? You want to make five times? Do five times as much. And that's how you you get it big is just figure out how to do more. Guy came in, he does these... um, uh, I forget what he does. Anyway, he had four hundred of them a week, and I said, "You're doing four hundred of these a week, and it's making you selling about s- a
0: product or something."
1: Yeah, he does some sort of uh, energy s- savings out okay. in
0: the
1: out. Uh, like he, s- he sold fire, fire alarms. He started fire alarms selling yep. to the Amish. Solar. Huh? Yeah, he was. T- I was talking to him today, but. No, it isn't solar, some other things. But anyway, they do 400, like they invite you to this meeting. It sounded MLM, but it wasn't. They invite you to this meeting, and they basically tell you how to conserve energy, energy conservation systems or something right. like that. Um, so I said, well, how many people do you talk to a week? He said, 400. Yeah. Well, how much are you doing? He's doing like 16 million a year, off 400 people a week. Wow. So I, so he was asking, you know, how, do, how do you get it bigger? I said, yeah. talk to 800 people Yeah. or talk to 1,200 people. Remember
0: poker. Blackjack. What do you do? We were just playing blackjack. If you were watching my Snapchat when we were in Vegas last week, I was in Vegas three hours before the shooting. We took off from a private airport right across the way from that shooting. And, and by nuts. the way, that
1: that prick was looking to shoot um, jet fuel tanks. Oh my Jeez.
0: God! Imagine if we would have shot the jet yeah. I was in. I might. That's why I say life's short. You better do what you want to do, because I could have been shot. A lot of people got, I mean, what, what was the total, 500 people injured?
1: Yeah. Over? I was supposed to be at the concert, True. and then I wasn't there. Then I was supposed to be at Mandalay Bay up on the uh, foundation room. Yeah. So I should have been at both places. I
0: was, gonna, I was thinking of staying longer in Vegas. But one of the things I was saying, going back to this, is I was playing blackjack, and what do you do when you get certain hands? Good hands. Zach, what do you do? You know the phrase. Split, double down. Double down. So one of the things I teach in the 67 Steps, find what's working and double down, man. Like, So if you have a podcast and you're releasing it once a week and it's doing well, try what's double of once a week, twice a week. And then if twice a week works, go to four times a week. And you can't go to eight times a week. but Well, you could. You could release two a day. Eventually, as you double down, you you reach diminishing returns. So you don't double down forever. Because eventually, the, I call that pushing on a string. If there's a string, sometimes if you want to move this end of a string, you can't just push here. You got to pull things, and some things eventually you can't push them anymore. Did you win at blackjack? You never win at blackjack. Really. In blackjack. <laughs> well, anyway, I always, I, I've always I've got lose to, if you go long enough. Listen, to Vegas. I got
1: a formula because I have a I have a client that was going to come in and do a VT on blackjack. He wins millions of dollars a year. He's one of the best players in the world. They call him the Cowboy. You heard him.
0: But does he play the house or does he play other people? He plays the house. Blackjack. Yeah, Blackjack. Yeah, because Vegas. I'll t- when we get off stacked obvious. odds, I know, they, but he, they go he, last. So got you a bust. And you still? He's I'll, got a,
1: I'll talk with you. He's got a formula that will give give you sixty two percent odds against the house. Good.
0: How about this? I give him money and he can just. If, here's oh, no, He'll teach you. It's so simple. I'll show you. what <laughs> But I'll done. tell you why I'm a little cynical. If Hey, what's up?
1: I can't. I can't make it public though, so I got to tell you when we're done.
0: Oh, Okay. You. But are, you go
1: try it and it'll work. I promise you.
0: Yeah. If you have, if you could always make money, but he should just do that nonstop. That's what he does. He could be a billionaire, a trillionaire.
1: He. He. Well, he, his. I. I won't tell you who he is, but you look him up and it's like. He's but got some loot. The
0: yeah. problem with Vegas is the more money, if you make too much money, they kick your ass out. That,
1: mm-hmm. He's he's gonna
0: get shut off eventually. You have to de- Masks. But, you, but you won't, Masks. and I won't. No, you just
1: pass it on, man. They yeah. they they, they it really won't is. they won't no, know. No, you just work. Like wear if rolls in, they won't know what he's doing because it's not illegal. It's not a scam. No, it's not illegal. It's just a system that he's developed, and he's won millions of dollars in blackjack tournaments all over the country. I have a friend I that won this. too
0: much money. He wanted to make a VT,
1: and you <laughs> know what I told him? I said, don't let this one out no i said let me let me go play a little
5: blackjack (laughs) first
0: you're better off playing poker because then you play against individuals and individuals are a lot stupider than the house most people win money one of my um, business partners was here last night at this cryptocurrency thing and he's like top 15 poker winner he won world poker tournament in like 2010 or whatever and he's like dude you don't want to play the house play people because people are stupid The house is a pro. Basically the rule of thumb is think about this. If you think you're tough, I sponsor like three UFC fighters, different guys. And some of them are in glory and stuff like these guys, eight hours a day train to whip your ass. So if you think you're tough and you fight once a month or whatever, even if you're a badass, you're going to fight more than once a month. You will never win. My boxing coach here was here yesterday. Um, uh, his name is Funes, his last name. He's at Ten Goose Gym, one of the top pro fighter gyms. And I asked him, how many street fights have you been And this dude just trade his whole life, had to beat your ass with this. He got the fast hands, man. And so he goes, I've been in 38 street fights. I said, how many did you lose? He said, one. He said, I whooped. 37 dudes I knocked down in a millisecond. I said, what happened in the 38th that you lost? He goes, never take your shirt off. You know how like you're being tough and you're like, I'm going to beat your ass. And he said, well, I took the shirt off. The guy smacked me right in the nose and knocked me out. And so the moral of the story is 37 out of 38 times you're going to lose to a pro. So if you're doing poker, the house is the pro fighter. So, yes, a few guys make a million, uh, but it's a bitch. You're way better off to start a business.
1: You're, ba- you're way better off just to put it in your pocket. That's yeah. how you win. You whip it
0: off. Don't bet. You, don't you can just wire it to him. He'll take it. I will take it. Anybody, sometimes I'm like, I should stand outside the casinos, and before people go in, just go, you know you could just give me that money. <laughs> like, you ain't walking out with this money. Well, however much money you have, you are going to walk out with less. The, the, you know what the dealer told me? I said, what's the worst story? He said, this dude who came in who didn't have much money lost 110000 in 10 minutes playing high, high stakes blackjack. That's a sad-ass day. I bet you—you you know I was talking about the ripple. We were talking about earlier the ripple effect. You got to understand there's something called—there There was a, a book written years ago. It's called Butterfly Theory. You know Butterfly Theory? It's based on math, and it basically says hurricane that happens in Miami that hit—you know the hurricane that hit um, Pan, uh, Puerto Rico and hit Houston and all that? A butterfly flapping its wings in Indonesia can start a hurricane— in Florida, the small effect of the wing, wings, it picks up speed. It causes this cause and effect, this cause and effect. The next thing you know, you have 90-mile-an-hour winds blowing. Puerto Rico, what? They're not going to have power for six months or something like that? It's a freaking nightmare. All
4: because of a butterfly?
0: Butterfly. Yep. Butterfly effect. What was the – it was a famous uh, – in the 1800s, it was a famous guy. Um, what's his, his – a mathematician. PS not Fury. Pascal, but one of those guys. Descartes. But, yeah, it's not Descartes. Descartes. Uh, it, Descartes was like in the 70s, earlier than that. Huh. But what happens is in the world... Fibonacci? Fibonacci's way before... Way before I'm that. You
2: guys
4: ass are ass in, the ass ass. Yeah. Yeah. in the wrong
1: century. I'm going to Google in the wrong century.
4: are more powerful than a butterfly flap swing, so Zach's gas is causing...
1: Well then, well, then you,
5: you
0: should, should be Puerto liable right now. Yeah, you got some liability. Did you throw way. paper towels like Trump did? <laughs> what? Did you see that? Trump was throwing paper towels at people in Puerto Rico? He got blasted for that. Somebody said, son, this is so funny. It's not Blair Pascal, blah, Pascal. It's not blah either. Somebody said blah, Pascal. But the point being, your life is also a ripple effect. So small, stupid decisions or small, intelligent decisions are what end you up making millions, like we're talking about, whether you're 21 or you're 200 years old. People are going to live to 200. Wow. Not Andy what do you Andy think, Andrews? Alex? What are
2: the odds? Andrews, it? odds? of what? No. Living Humans to living be to two hundred in our lifetime. Pretty high.
0: What do you think will be the main means of medical breakthrough that causes us to live to two hundred? Uh, cell. <laughs> uh,
2: immune system. Yeah. Uh, preparing immune system. Uh, figuring out glycation, methylation. These are cell level degenerations. Yep. Um,
0: cleaning Bubble. the blood.
2: Yeah, bone. So blood is immune system and blood. Yeah, uh, bone. How uh, tissue engineering is another breakthrough. So being able to three D print a new kidney for you, right, with your own cells. Yeah. So by these the way, are all, we
0: need more people to be entrepreneurs because it's entrepreneurs that'll make people live to two hundred. There will be academics. There's a need. I say fifty percent of people should go to college. And fifty percent of people shouldn't. There are there you know, Alex got a PhD from Berkeley University Did of you? Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. University Alex, Maryland. A, Alex Man, is, that's the MBA. first time I ever
1: heard a degree get actually get paid off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Steve, yeah. I had I had yeah. lunch with Steve Ballmer not too long ago. He made thirty two billion. He's got a Harvard degree. Because of his degree? Mm, no. Well he met you know what? What's good about sometimes going to college, he went to Harvard and met this guy. Not very well known guy now named Bill Gates.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's also proximity. Huibi. You go yeah. to Harvard, you're already smart if you go to Harvard. You go to Harvard for connections, man.
1: Well, if I tell you this guy's name of the butterfly, will you know it?
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: it's not Norbert Wiener, is it? No.
0: <laughs> what? Don't what wait. website are you it says, it on? It says Norbert, Norbert Wiener? Norbert Wiener or Edward Lorenz? Are, it's, it, Lorenz and it's, Henry it's Lorenz. It's Henry Poincare. By the way, are you on Crank Yanker's website? <laughs> no, it's Wikipedia. He's like Henry Wiener. Wikipedia. Big Wiener.
1: Look right there. Norbert Wiener. Wiener.
0: Big Wiener. Norbert, Norbert Wiener and Edward Lorenz. Yeah, it's Lorenz. That I, I did. No, it's Poincare. That's the guy, Poincare. Poincare. What's that say? Say it out loud. Norbert Wiener. <laughs> this is a man whose parents yeah. hated him. <laughs> Although, if you go back in time to like so 1800s, if my last people name was are Wiener, naming their kids Garfield. If my last name was Wiener,
1: I'd yeah. name my kid Meaner. So Meaner be, Wiener? Yeah. What about... Because
0: he's already going to get screwed with. <laughs> what about Biggs? Like Biggie Smalls? Big Wiener. Big Wiener would be a badass name. What I would you name my kid? Harry. Harry yeah, Wiener. I knew, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> or uh, Tiny. Tiny. <laughs> Zach said he'd, name his, he'd nickname his son Tiny Well if you loved him Tiny did, you weir, if if loved him horrible. you'd name him Tasty What is oh, Dude,
5: you guys What's
2: are the Oh god What's the worst name like, My name's know.
1: Brad Lee and they were going to call me Brock And and my mom made my dad change change it He was laughing I was going to be Brock Lee
0: No you should have been Bruce Lee man what? I would change my name If my last name was Lee right now There's no greater badass than fucking Bruce Lee Infected
1: Infected wiener That's what I would name my kid <laughs> exactly. The joke doesn't work
0: Because there's no first name Of infected no, that's Part of the joke that's Is it has nasty. to be Tiny works better I'm teaching Zach The structure of jokes Tiny works Because there's actually People nicknamed tiny Get it There's not Infected is not as funny But thank you for that One eye You know people Named one eye Yo one eyed wiener <laughs> Up, bro? Someone, oh yeah. Now, guess what every comment is on. <laughs> Someone said Harry Peter would be a good name. Someone said Seymour Weiner. <laughs> Seymour, is there a Seymour Weiner here? Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Dead Eye. What else do we have? Wiener. This is where you. This is where um, it is very profitable to get. Names from how we, we get
1: from making millions to names of wieners
0: huh? <laughs> because we this is a I promised you on this hour that we go all over the place you never know what to expect it's called entertainment for all of you who wonder why I post stuff on Instagram like you know, Lamborghinis and all that, partly it's because it's my life, but also because you got to keep things entertaining. But the main problem in the public school system, it's boring. I remember at 14, I went to this school called Carnage. It's a horrible name, too. It's literally called Carnage. It's in the inner city. It was in the south in Raleigh, North Carolina. It was a messed up school. But I went there and um, so like, whatever, 13, 14 years old. And they're like, English class, everybody here has to read this book. And I liked books, but this was an inner-city kid. They don't like books, and they gave us Siddhartha. Now, let me just put it this way. I'm an adult. I don't want to read Siddhartha. I really didn't want to read Siddhartha. These are kids in the ghetto. This was the ghetto. It was called Carnage. There was rap battles. There was wars. There was people killing each other. And they're like, let's read Siddhartha, a subtly highbrow academic metaphor book. And it, that's one of the problems in the world. You know what he should have read? I'll tell you one book that every kid that I give will read. It's called The Iceman. And The Iceman is the story of the man who killed the most people in history. He was a mafia hitman. He's a definition of, the OG, of an OG. When he went to prison, you know how you get like a, a little uh, a teardrop for every person you killed? This dude would have had teardrops down to his toes. He killed over 250 people one by one. They said in prison, nobody messed with him. He was like God when he walked down there. Partly he was six foot seven, and when they came to arrest him, finally, the FBI uh, shut they did not catch him. You know how he never got caught? He said, never have a friend. He had zero friends until he made friend with one per- poor guy. He finally, in his like 50s, was like, I'm gonna let my guard down. I'm gonna make <laughs> friends with somebody. He made friends with the guy who was an FBI informant. And ended up turning him in. And he... So the... Po- yeah, he was... You know, what's cr- the crazy thing is I was reading this book, and he had a temper when he was young, and I was like, this dude reminds me of me, just his temper. And then... I flipped the page and is like, born on April 11th. For those of you who believe in astrology, that's my birthday, and Aries have a temper. The first guy, whoever, he was bullied in school. Bullying is messed up. I never thought bullying was that bad until I started doing psychology tests on tens of thousands of people. Bullying destroys people. So if you got kids in school, bullying is better off to have them illiterate than bullied. He got bullied, and then he grew into—he was six foot when he was like 13, and he said he went home, he lived in the projects of Philadelphia— and this one kid would always make fun of him and push him around and punch him. And he said, I walked straight to my closet. I took off the metal closet rod that you hang stuff. I walked down to the projects. I w- there was four of the bullies sitting there, and they just were like, what, what? And he said, I broke all of their knees. It broke all. That was the first time he ever took out his temper. The second time he was playing pool with somebody, and the dude talked too much crap And he waited till the guy went in his car, and he poured gasoline and set him on fire. And he's like, I walked for two blocks hearing the guy screaming. The point of the story is, when I've given this book to illiterate people, like one of my brothers hasn't read one book in his life. I gave him this book. I kid you not, he was staying with me for a week. I looked over for three straight days. He was in a chair reading this Iceman book. He was like, holy crap, I've never heard of a dude like this. So the public school system and every person, you got to have entertainment mixed in to uh, education. Even me, like I structure my life, I have the simplest structure for life. In the day, I never do anything fun. I mean, I do, well, let me just take it back. I never do, like I never go to a movie in the day, ever. Like zero movies in a day. I never like will watch Netflix in the day zero. I just divide my day in two parts. The day is like working. And then the second it's like eight at night every day. Once it comes eight at night, I'm like, I'm having fun. So if you watch my Snapchat, it's like nighttime is when you'll see like pretty girls or you'll see like me going out or at clubs or at movies. Like you have to be able to create a schedule that includes work, but you have to have fun in it too. And that's why people are like, dude, you're the most motivated person. I'm like, who wouldn't be motivated if there were me? I only have to work for like 8 to 10 hours, and then I know something fun is going to happen. School system, you want to learn how to read, read one book that's going to teach you about education, like one business book, and one Iceman book. That's just insane. That's just like, I got it. Because you'll, what happens is you'll reprogram your brain, literally, at eight. if you had an fMRI machine a functional magnetic resonance, resonance imaging, imaging machine. That's the one that checks how your brain works. It lights up. You will actually rewire your whole brain. And the main thing, and I'm going to end on this, is that by the time we're 18 years old, the hardwiring of our brain for most of us was completely screwed up. 50% of people grow up in divorce family. My mom was divorced twice. 50% of people, I mean, The amount of abuse, bullying, the amount of people who grow up like with a nice life by the time they're 18 is like one out of three now, right? So your brain is rewired. Helen Fisher is this professor of love, and she says like every human gets a love map by the time you're 18. And it's like wires. Like if you go into your back, I'm going to give away this MacBook Air here in a second. If you go into here, there's not wires anymore. There's chips, but it's the same shit. Used to be wires. Now it's processor chips okay but if you look closely at a processor it looks like there's little wires there's like little teeny connectors that's how your brain is and then the wires connect incorrectly it's just like a bomb if you try to you know how they're always like movies it's like cut the red wire cut the blue wire if you do it wrong you explode and die and most people's wiring was so connected incorrectly whether it be in business, whether it be in career, whether it be in money, whether it be in love, that basically their life is slowly, slowly uh, detonating. Like, and so by the time, by the time, that's why, did you know there's so much antidepressant use in America that for the first time in history, this was just an article I read on wherever, uh, Smithsonian or National Geographic, the fish in the Great Lakes in Michigan, all these lakes, they're not running away from predators. You know why? They got so much selexa lexapro Prozac that people are taking. They're, they're peeing it into the toilet. It's slowly making its way into the rivers and lakes and every fish that they're basically measuring in the, in lakes is on antidepressants. <laughs> like but you know why people need antidepressants? There's two different reasons. One is you have actual, some genetic issues. That's the minority of people. The majority is you got your brain wired incorrectly. Why do you think women stay with men who beat them up? The average woman getting beat up stays in that relationship like it's some magical Valentines. Oh, he's so romantic. He, give, you know, he knocks me out once a week. That happens all, I have a cop, I have a friend who's a LAPD. You know that 50% of LAPD, LAPD calls every day, and I think there's five or ten thousand calls a day. Domestic violence. There's no domestic violence if nobody stays in the relationship, and they're like, "We're going back to people, the same people every single week." Well, that's rewiring is incorrect on both of their brains. The woman who stays with the man, although sometimes the man's getting beat up by the woman, which I feel like only is if emb- they're lucky. But I feel the only thing is embarrassing to call the police. You're like. Maybe you would, like, act like you're a girl. Does it happen? Hello? I'm I'm being beat up by my spouse. (laughs) Has there been a dude that calls the police? Dude, 25% of of domestic violence is men beating up women. Mm. Right. Women beating up men. I mean, women beating up men. Yeah, 25%. But I feel like I just couldn't bring myself to call a cop, so I'm getting my ass whipped by a woman. I'll no, keep I mean, that shit to myself to, to, to my grave. Just
1: take your ass beating. I would just, <laughs> just tell all my friends, stop saying, stop saying whatever you said to get your ass
0: beaten. I be like I fell, you know, I fell down the stairs.
1: Don't tell your friends. I
0: fell down the stairs. Really? You got double black eyes with fist prints and choke marks? <laughs> I fell down the stairs. Zach beat me up. It's
1: a three-story townhouse. It's a three-story townhouse,
0: and I fell. No, but when it comes to making money whether it's millions, billions, hundreds of thousands, people can't do it because when the wiring's all screwy, you will always self-destruct. And that's why 90% of business owners, 90% of entrepreneurs, go broke within five years. Because for, I'll give you one practical way that the brain is as miswi- needs to be rewired. I read roughly 70% of people, when they reach one obstacle— it could be anything, going to the gym, starting a business, whatever, sales, cold calling. After one kind of difficulty, 70% of people quit at one. Too much pain. Then by the time you get to two mistakes or uh, two obstacles, 90% of people – now, uh, you're going to like this, Alex, because you're a math guy. Okay, only ten percent of people will persevere after three mistakes because most people have been wired, and this is what you said earlier: that mistakes are a or obstacles are a signal you should stop. Like some people have it. Me and Alex learned obstacles are the signal you're about to make big money because everything that makes money was hard. Elon Musk said to build Tesla, to build Solar uh, City, and to build SpaceX was so hard he wouldn't want to do. He'd rather have pins and needles put into his eyeball then do it again. That's how hard it was. But it made him the only man alive who started three companies worth a billion dollars simultaneously. And he's worth 15 to 20 billion dollars, right? Okay, so most people are wired, "Ooh, it's hard. My mom, my dad, my school system taught me stop." A few people actually see the signals of risk like you were talking about. The signals of difficulty is a signal this is a money maker. Anything that's easy, I promise you, you will not make much money. So what happens is, guess how many uh, failures the average millionaire has? 16. No, three. Three Three failed businesses. 10% of the world has all the money. And do the math, only 10% persevere past three. So on average, each person watching this, to get what you want, you will have three big obstacles that will be a bitch. And if you can get over them, it's like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I had three. You'll have to go through three. Some of you already have gone through one, but you give up. People start businesses and they're like, "Dude, it's been one day. I haven't made money." It's like, "Oh my god!" It just imagine you're at a nightclub. I got a friend named Kay Khan. This dude, not the best looking guy in the world, probably the worst breath I've ever smelled. I used to call him. We used to call him Bad Breath K. Always. There's a nickname. Always. <laughs> no. Don't have that one always met a girl 100% of the time we went to a nightclub 100% of the time this dude would be going home with a girl she wasn't always a looker but he wasn't a looker either good looking dudes will go home alone sad and this was his formula I've never seen a man have zero fear of failure he would go up let's say there's like 10 we went to Vegas one time 10 girls Like, you know how they have those little bachelorette parties in Vegas. There's like 10 chicks like, woo, all drunk. He would go up. He'd always started the prettiest, which did not go well for him because he wasn't pretty. He'd go up to the first one and be like, just like, and talk. And you'd see her be like. And then he was so not subtle, he would walk. He would turn to the next one and be like, (laughs) hey, you want to go to an after party with me? And inevitably, he would go all the way. And by about seven, eight or nine, somebody would say yes. And if you take that... So he was wired correctly. And guess what? He's just asking more of them. No, but he married a pretty chick. Me and my friend went to his wedding. We're like, dude, never cheat on this girl. You will never get better than this girl. It's like just a pretty blonde hair, blue. Like he's like... If you met Kay, you would understand. Hopefully Kay's not watching this. But if you knew him, (laughs) you would understand. Somebody forwarded. But he was correctly wired. (laughs) Like, he was correctly wired. Like, if you're a dude and you're single and your wiring is like, I walk up to a girl. She says no. Therefore, I mean, like, literally half the men in the world, if they go up, get the balls to go up to a girl in a club that they think's pretty. And they talk to her and she's like, I'm married or some shit like that. Like, girls do real annoying. Ah, nah, nah. Something like that. They're just devastated. Like, their balls go up into their body. You know, you ever seen uh, The Office where uh, Dwight Schrute says, I can retract my balls into my body?
4: Well, that's more guys.
0: If you can be like K Khan, my friend. Bad breath K. You know why I think he can do it? DNA. His last name is Khan. Does anybody else know a man Genghis with a la- He's from Pakistan, my friend. Uh, K. I guarantee you, his great great grandfather. Is Genghis Khan and Genghis Khan conquered the damn world? He probably passed on. But he was genetics. Mongolian. He wasn't Pakistani. Dude, yeah, he went everywhere. Our world, man. He, he had the mom, does so Doesn't matter. It's just yeah, I mean, baby matter. He was Mongolian. Place. No, but he no, went down to Pakistan yeah. and slept with Pakistani women.
1: Oh, trust me, true that, true that.
4: I like that spin. He slept with. At
1: the and end, he, he slept with look, them. at the end of the day, that your buddy, your buddy <laughs> with the bad <laughs> breath, <laughs> he talks to more girls than anybody else. See. Most most guys that because I had a buddy like that named Rich, ugly dude. I couldn't believe it. And one day I'm like, <laughs> how does this dude get so many chicks? And I'm and he's like, I don't get a lot of chicks. I'm like, you don't? He said, no. Matter of fact, most of them tell me no. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, dude, I ask hundred of them out. only one says yes. And I'm thinking, that's the deal, dude. You're asking a hundred of them out. yes, and no one else will. He's the, making uh, up for.
0: He's making it it's up volume. on volume. It's volume. And you got to do that in business. You want to make you a you million bucks? You never know bucks. when one of them says yes exactly you just ask sometimes <laughs> sometimes you get a one that you know that you gotta put some goggles on beer goggles you gotta do the Zach technique I once had a party at my house when Zach first moved to Hollywood and he decided is when he had a big beard he decided he was gonna get a lot of liquid courage talk to a lot of women oh, so how many, dr- how many man. how much did you drink Zach? it
4: wasn't a decision I didn't decide how much did you drink? I was just mixing alcohol he mixed this dude scotch and he
0: whiskey, had scotch like, who mixes scotch and tequila so and mixed, vodka? I Nobody. Scotch, and then I go drink tequila, then I go drink vodka. Like so he drinks to- so much that I was at my front door of my house and he comes over and I'm like, this dude's about to hurl all over my wood floors. So I was like, dude, go across the street in the bushes. So he disappears. I look down there. He's all crouched over, vomiting. There's like 500 people. There's like 400 girls at my house. Here he is throwing up. I go back inside. I'm like, all right, he's good. I come back about 10 minutes later, Zach's in the house, talking to a girl up close, just like, ah, ah. That's not true. Yes, it is. He changed the story, you don't remember. I walk up to him, he has chunks of vomit all in his beard, but he never looked in the mirror. He's just chatting at women. I said, dude, go in the bathroom. He came out and he goes, I'm so embarrassed. He literally moved back to Charlotte after that. You were living in LA. Within six months, you moved to Charlotte. uh... He was so depressed. His balls shrunk so far up in his body. But you know what? I didn't drink for at least a week, I think. You didn't (laughs) drink for a whole week? (laughs) You know why Zach keeps the beard trimmed now? Chunks fall out, and they don't stick, and they're just on his shirt. So don't talk to women. You've learned one important lesson today in today's podcast in this Power Hour. Don't talk to women with chunks of vomit in your beard. (laughs) So, with
1: or that. or talk to
0: a whole bunch of
1: them. Man, I bet there's some. <laughs> yeah, you keep going. There, there's there, there's gonna be one, one. that likes yes.
0: <laughs> There's some woman with a f- weird fetish.
1: They're gonna be for like vomit what, what, chunks. What is that She's, in your in You know what I look been a That's man puke. Oh my god. You know what?
0: Me. I'll tell you this. I bet you, not to be stupid, that at least five percent of women. If a man could do that, would think you're so confident that they'd be like, I could date that dude. Because I've seen guys that are just... Dude, I know. Listen,
1: I got stories I could tell you. If I I get this prick on a phone, it's unbelievable what this guy did. He got so drunk, sounds like him, went home, sat on this chick's toilet, literally passed out while he was taking a dump, (laughs) fell over, her little dog came out and was licking his ass... (laughs) This beats your story. You. he fell off the toilet and and was passed Disgusting. out. Passed out. His ass is all blown out. And this the little pomeranian goes up and starts licking his ass. She oh, looks at God. us. She's like, "Get this guy out of here!" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm not moving that dude." He's his, first of all, his asshole's out. Second of all, like I, you know, he's heavy, and I ain't, I ain't doing it. He's looks at heavy. His, <laughs> look, look at his looks. Looks at his other buddy and says, "Get this guy out of here." We leave him there. Next day. He, and by the way, she couldn't stand him all night. He was basically doing all kinds of shit. That was the, the cap. And so the next day, she he comes in with her, and their boyfriend girlfriend for about a week and a half. No. It's like, dude, she was into the bestiality. It oh was, God. dude. There's, I mean, I'm not puke gonna in the say must, that, that puke in the in the beard. That's minor.
0: That's minor league. <laughs> yeah, life gotta be. You gotta make up for your problems with volume. If you if you get on the phone, well, uh, Mike Stainback, <laughs> oh, one of my mentors, said, "If you're not afraid of the phone, he was talking about sales. He said you'll never be broke. You cannot be broke if you can get back on the phone, or you can go to door to door. Like I told you, one of my family members, I couldn't get a job. You will always have a job if you are not afraid to walk in hundred bit offices. Always true. Like the zero chance. I don't care if the U.S. economy is at 1929 levels, even at 1929." people were getting jobs. Now, you probably had 50% unemployment, but that means 50% were employed. That's when I got my first job. 1929? That's right. Man, you Mm. look good. Are you on (laughs) the Alex? Are you cleaning out your blood or something? Changing
1: blood. (laughs) No, but I I need to know how to do that. All right, (laughs) let's give out this MacBook Air to wrap this up. Otherwise, you're going to have to call me Lestat.
0: (laughs) Here we go. Come say hello, Gabby. Oh. We we needed a female on the yes, call. Yes, for sure. We yes. have a professional dancer, not a stripper. Here, come over here. Not
5: oh, a stripper. Here, let me let you sit here. here. Not a stripper.
0: You sit right here. <laughs> oh, you're replacing Oh, hi,
3: dog. Me. Thanks. Oh, is that what Thanks. Lexi's down there?
0: Yeah. yeah right. Here, look in here. Hi. Say hello to everybody. Hi,
5: guys. What's hey, up?
0: Um, so we're going to give away this MacBook Air. Can Ooh. you hold this? Sure. She's holding it. Let me do a one little Snapchat and then we're going to... One of the things we're talking about here on this on today's episode is what Mike Steinbeck told me. He said, if you're broke, uh, you can always fix it if you're not afraid of the phone. What he meant by like, it's impossible to be unemployed if you're willing to walk in 100 businesses and talk to them about a job. One will always, always hire you out of 100. Now, that takes some time. That takes some balls. That takes some guts. But it's better than being broke... It's impossible to go completely broke if you're willing to talk to people. If you start networking more, if you start getting on the phone more, seek and you will find. That's a 2,000-year-old principle. It hadn't gone out of style. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened up uh, unto you. Knock on enough doors, man. We were talking about my buddy who's the worst looking guy in the world but always has a girlfriend because he will talk to 100 women a night at a club and believe it or not, there is one woman somehow vulnerable enough and sad enough and lonely enough. Don't that me. No, no, not you. You wouldn't date my friend, I'm pretty sure. That just made it into this. <laughs> just made
3: it right in time. So,
0: all right, let's give this away. Um, ba-da-da. Okay. We are going to... Give away, as I promised, based on one of the principles that we talked about. I know what I'm going to do. So this is going to go fast. Be ready. If you've been paying attention, only those paying attention have a chance to win. I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint. It's a number. So be ready to have the number pad ready. Can two of you video this? Okay. Here we go. Macbook Air. Dun, 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 dun. Zach, can you make that sound? That's official Macbook <laughs> sound. Ready? Dun, 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 dun. Dun, Isn't that like from the Lone Ranger? <laughs> uh, no. How much money di- is, are Samir and Juan making in the last 30 days from drop shipping? Ooh. What's the number? They said it. Somebody said 1874. You're not right. Oh. <laughs> By the way, here's the answer. You if you guys want to look. Yeah. Sam, look for that. There we go. Right right, now I saw it right here first on YouTube. We got Thomas Hyde. Seventy-five thousand dollars in a month. <laughs> they're making all of you who aren't believers. Great. For those of you who think they're not really making seventy-five grand a month, great. You're less competition for all the drop shippers out there. The mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. What's called resignation is confirmed desperation. When people are too cynical, they just confirm their desperation. Gabby, show them what they won.
3: You won this awesome MacBook Air. So, kind of jealous. Kinda
0: she's going to try to win it. She's a Scorpio, yeah. so she's going <laughs> to try to take it from Yeah, We got two Scorpios. I don't like to sit too close to Scorpios. Can move over a little bit that way? Scorpio women will stab you as you sleep and laugh while they're doing it. A little bit, sometimes.
4: Maybe. That's interesting. Yeah. I'll give you a hug, though, too. After, when you're dead dead body.
0: <laughs> After she's done murdering you, she'll go, oh, I miss you. Yeah,
5: I'll give you a hug.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's great. Guys, when you're talking to 100 women in a club, if one of them a Scorpio, you run. may want to Run. Run. Oh. Is that true? Have you ever thought about killing somebody? Be no, honest.
3: No, we're not that bad. I haven't. No, no we're really not that ever
0: bad. Ever thought of revenge? Nobody's revenge, not. for revenge sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but revenge yeah. Revenge because it was
3: Sometimes, yeah. But then I stop they myself because
5: I'm like, eh. That's Every karma. Scorpio
0: has thought about revenge. For sure. Yeah, like, definitely. No, 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 I don't believe in astrology. Do you believe in revenge? Hell yeah. yeah revenge is hard to... <laughs> yeah, in game theory, one. you have to be careful of revenge. There's something called mixed signaling. So basically... The best approach to life behavior is called tit for tat, they used to think. TFT, it's called. Basically, you start out nice with all people, and then you reciprocate. So if they – you start out nice with somebody you meet, and if they're an asshole, then you react instantly by being an asshole back to them. It's It creates what's called equilibrium in game theory. But there's one problem with it. I've been reading more and more advanced. Game theory is the most fascinating academic theory out there right now. It's not that new. If you've seen the movie – uh, with John, about Nash, um, A Beautiful Mind, with Russell Crowe. The, the character won a Nobel Prize in real life in economics. But what happens, and this is what you Scorpios have to remember, the reason that getting revenge sometimes is a mistake is, so you think you're reacting to something bad that's been done for you, but we get mixed signals. Perfect example, I was dating this girl who lived in Norway. I'll never forget. She went back to Norway to visit her family, and we were skyping just to keep up. And I, re- I said, "You're you're low key," and she wrote, "Fuck you." <laughs> like, oh. She's like, "You oh you bitch geez. ass." Oh. And I was like, "Her name was Martha." I'm like, "Martha low key is a positive thing yeah. in California. It means like you're like a laid back chick. You can like you'll watch a football game." And she had gone to Google Translate and put in low-key in the Norwegian means retarded. (laughs) So (laughs) I had been like, you're a slow-ass retard in her mind. So she retaliated. And the problem is, once she retaliated, I didn't like her anymore. I'm like, if this girl's that ready. So what happens is Scorpios take heat. She was a Scorpio? Um, I forget what she was. But you, Scorpio, or Scorpio-like people that are quick to exact revenge, make sure... They were actually doing something right, wrong. Right. And that's why the more there's a more powerful theory than tit for tat. It's called CTFT, which is contrite tit for tat. So let's say me and Juan are friends, and I meet him, and I'm nice to him, and he's nice to me, and I'm nice to him, and we go back and forth. That's tit for tat. But all of a sudden, I say something to Juan like, you're low-key. And he misunderstands it as a negative. What you do is he looks... Before he extracts revenge, he first looks at my last behavior before that. If it was positive, he gives me one pass. That's what contrition means. Contrition means being a little bit, like, humble and forgiving. So he gives me one pass. So if I say to him, you're low-key, and he thinks that's an insult, he still comes back one more time nice to me. And then if I do it again, something asshole, then he reacts negatively. So basically in life, you should— be Before you extract revenge, give them one more time to redeem themselves. Unless they did something so obviously heinous, then you can, you know, mess with them. But for the most part, I recommend the contrite tit-for-tat. Little side note. So don't be stabbing people in bed,
5: <laughs> I won't stab anyone okay, in bed. Don't worry. Okay.
0: Just in real life. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for being on the podcast. By the way, come to my conference tomorrow, Friday. We've got a few tickets left. TyLopez.com, click on the conference link. We still got some things left. Boom.